Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. And all the Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB. Depend on it. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. now on the show she's an actress she's a comedian she is an all-around superstar her name is jane lynch jane thank you so much for taking time to join us on the program well thank you so much for having me i appreciate it and i'm my listen you know i've been teasing this all week uh my listeners are very excited to hear you and even more excited to find out that you're actually coming to atlanta on march 28th tell us about this well i'm coming to symphony hall and i have a cabaret show that i started about about six months ago, we had so much fun, we're taking it on the road. Uh, it's a, an hour of singing and hopefully some hilarious patter. It's a bunch of uh, songs that I love very much, and I sing a bunch of them with my friend Kate Flannery, who was Meredith in the office. She played Meredith the Drunk, and she's oh, no kidding. for a long, long, long time. <laughs> yeah, so she'll be with me. She'll be in tow. And um, we have a really great time. It's an hour that goes by so fast, you, you don't know what hits you. And we usually end it with a smile plastered on our face. And um, it's a really good time. Some music you might recognize, and we kind of, like some Broadway tunes, we kind of turn them on their ear, and some songs you probably haven't heard before that are uh, pretty cute and pretty funny. And we do a couple of songs from A Mighty Wind, uh, from the Folksmen. Uh, uh, Christopher Guest and Harry Shearer and Michael McKean wrote these songs, and, and we're putting our little spin on them. Now, did you, do you sing the Folksman song that you stole as part of the New Main Street Singers? <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, yeah, what was that? That was uh, uh, Ramblin'. Ramblin' Man, yeah. <laughs> Wan- no, Wandering. Wandering, wandering yeah. Wandering. Yeah, <laughs> you have a very good memory. Oh, are no, you I'm kidding me? That, I mean, that, that's when... That movie. Oh, well, well, that's when I first noticed you um, was Best in Show in 2000. Um, as Christy Cummings, and I'm I'm just such a huge fan of the the Christopher Guest movies, and oh, uh, Best in Show was fantastic, and A Mighty Wind was was fantastic. So that's that's how you first came into my eye was was Best in Show as the dog trainer, right? Yeah, well, that's uh, the first movie I did with Chris. Yes, and then, um, then of course A Mighty Wind. Uh, uh, that was about two years after that, and then For Your Consideration, another two years after that. So you've, you know, you're doing this cabaret show at Atlanta Symphony Hall, and, yeah. and you've been singing in your movies, uh, way, you know, all the way back through the Mighty Wind. Uh, did you have a I, singing background before you got into acting? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm one of those. I, I did a lot of sketch comedy, and when you do sketch comedy, you're, you're singing songs and you're. Doing all sorts of stuff, and uh, I've always loved singing. I come from a musical family. I would say it's a musical family who never did anything with it. We, uh, <laughs> um, I was really the only one who w- went out and you know had a career 
um, singing a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, we used to sing around the kitchen table. We were big for um, Christmas. We loved Christmas carols and musicals and, you know, that kind of thing. So I've always loved music and i love singing it it massages my soul it makes me so happy it's so funny you bring that up because last night on the show you know i was i was informing the listeners that you'd be on tonight and uh yeah. we played you singing the spanish song from 40 year old virgin which is just hilarious but really like it's a well well done song you sing it beautifully oh thank you you know that's actually a, a dialogue from uh, a spanish class i took in high school so it has nothing to do with young love and everything to do with cleaning your room and then going to a football game. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say there's football at the end. I know that for sure. That's, yeah, right. <laughs> that's hilarious. So was that in was that in the script in Forty Year Old Virgin or was that something you just improvised? No, no, I I, I, I improvised that. Yes. <laughs> that, that I told Steve right before we started. Steve Carell, right before we did that scene, I said I was a little afraid to do it. I didn't know how it was going to go over, and I said I may be singing a song in this, and he said okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Jane Lynch joining us uh, on the Mark Aram Show. She'll be at Atlanta Symphony Hall, a cabaret show extraordinaire, Saturday, March 28th, 8 p.m. Uh, have you ever been to Atlanta Symphony Hall, Jane? It's an amazing venue. No, I haven't. And I'm so excited when I heard we were booked there because I, I looked it up immediately. It's an amazing space, amazing history. So, I, yeah, I'm thrilled to be there. We also have a five-piece quintet that I think everybody will love, and it's going to sound great in that hall. Um, Tony Guerrero's quintet. It's uh, fabulous, and I'm so blessed to have them uh, uh, t- touring with me. Now, you say quintet. That's that's five yeah. instruments. That's five, yes. What, what five five, can you, can you yes. reveal what five? I can reveal what five, and they switch around a little bit, too. So there's a stand-up bass, a drummer, uh, a keyboard guy, a guy at the piano, and a woodwind guy. Uh, who plays the flute sometimes, the trumpet sometimes, and sometimes the piano player plays, plays the trumpet. And they open for me, too. They do a couple of really fun tunes, um, jazzy. Uh, they're, they're just crazy good. Uh, and this fellow named Tim Davis, um, who was also the vocal arranger on Glee, he arranged all the vocals on every song, 500 songs. He's become a friend, and he's a wonderful crooner. So he's coming with me. He's going to sing a couple of songs in the beginning, and then he joins um, Kate and me in some really tight, fun three-part harmonies. So Kate Flannery, you mentioned her earlier, Meredith Palmer from yeah. The Office. Um, h- how did you guys hook up? How did this happen? Well, I've known her for a couple of decades now. We, we were both in Chicago at the same time. We were at Second City at the same time. And then we were at the Annoyance Theater, which is this fun little theater in Chicago, um, at the same time. And we did the Real Life Brady Bunch together. And our paths have crossed since we've been in Los Angeles many times. We would all, anytime there was a, like a charity function that wanted a song, I would call Kate and say, let's do something. And um, so we, have, uh, we do a song from Fiddler on the Roof that you guys will get to hear. It's called Far From the Home I Love, and it's a, quite a, a, a heartfelt ballad in the, in the musical itself. But we've turned it around and we've made it into this like belting 11 o'clock number that's really kind of sweet. Excellent. All right. March 28th, 8 p.m., Atlanta Symphony Hall. If you don't mind, Jane, let me go back to, uh, to A Mighty Wind for a second. Sure. Um, because I have very, I have about nine movies on my DVR that are permanently on my DVR. And yeah. you're in two of them, A Mighty Wind and Best in Show. Ah. And I watched A Mighty Wind again last night. Um, how, really? How, oh, I, I absolutely love that movie. How, um, how, how scripted was that, and how much was there improv? And, and talk about the preparation, you know, all those musical numbers sure. that you had to do. Well, um, all the movies are improvised. They, there is not a word of dialogue written, so they are all improvised. We have a scenario of what needs to happen, 
in the scene, but all the dialogue is improvised. Um, in preparation for this film, it was a little different because we, we actually performed music, and we performed our own music, and we played our own instruments, too. Uh, so we were rehearsing a couple of months ahead of time, um, and we actually went out on tour after we filmed it. But we, you know, and that was probably the most fun was, I mean, shooting the movie, of course, was fantastic, but um, preparing for the movie and getting together with all the kids who were in the Main Street Singers um, was so much fun, and doing those songs and learning those really tight, intricate harmonies was just a blast. Um, and then we went out, we got like in the, this huge bus, and we did an East Coast tour, a West Coast tour, and uh, it was a blast. I'm, I'm kind of upset that I didn't know you guys were touring after that, because I totally yeah, we did. Yeah, we we didn't come to Atlanta, but we did, like, Washington, D.C., New York. Um, oh, God, where were we? We went to, like, three different places on the East Coast. And then on the West Coast, we were uh, in uh, San Francisco. I think we went to Toronto and, and L.A. So it wasn't a huge tour, so don't feel too bad. But still, I would, I would have loved to have seen it. All right, so the music yeah. was rehearsed, obviously. You can't improv songs like that, and, no. and they were <laughs> performed so well. Too. The, the, the yeah. one scene where we meet you and your husband... Tell me how how that improv scene came along about the background of of how you guys met and your character history. Well, what's funny about that is we focused so much on the music that by the time I shot that scene, uh, Michael, John Michael Higgins, who played my husband and I played his wife, we hadn't discussed it. We hadn't even had one word with each other. So it was brand new to each of us. I think we were at the uh, amusement park. And we were kind of telling the history of uh, how we came together. Luckily, it you know we didn't contradict each other. But um, that he's hearing he's hearing it for the first time. I'm hearing his for the first time. And there's this one point where I say, um, and then I met a really important man in my life, and he like sits up straight. He thinks I'm going to talk about him, and I'm, I talk about the guy I did a porno with, and, and you can see his spine kind of collapse. Uh, so it was really funny. Not so tiny, Tim. I believe was the name of the uh... <laughs> yes, and that's my friend Jennifer. I have to credit her for that. I said, I was, I was leaving for that day for work. I said, give me the name of like a, a porno movie and she's, uh, that has music in it. And she said, not so tiny, Tim. <laughs> and it's great as you, you tied it in, like that's how you learned the ukulele was prepping the for that role. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, that did make me laugh when I figured that out. That's yeah. amazing. So, all right, so let's, for example, that scene, I've done some improv and amazing yes, huh? yes anding right there, you know, I mean, yeah, you, you could, you didn't contradict each other, which was fantastic. Um, uh-huh. What was that like? One of the first takes, or I mean, how how long did it take you to film that one particular scene? Well, this is how Chris works on everything. Chris Guest works on everything. He shoots what's called the master, where the camera has both of you in the background, both of you in the shot and the background, um, and we we improvise and we do our thing. And and at some point he yells cut, but he lets it go on and on for a long time. And then he comes in a little closer and he does coverage where he shoots one of me. And he, shoot, he says, just do the exact same thing to the best of your ability that you just did in that improv. So that's how that works. And um, then he slices it all together. And it takes no time at all. It's the fastest process you've ever seen. I mean, maybe an hour, maybe an hour to do that. How, how did you get hooked up with that crew, starting with Best in Show in 2000? Um, I, I was doing commercials at the time, and I auditioned for a Kellogg's Frosted Flakes commercial, and I got a callback, and the director was there for the callback, and the director was Christopher Guest. He directs a lot of commercials. So uh, I, I got cast in the, in the uh, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes commercial, and then um, uh, from there, he, he 
you know, called me in for Best in Show about a couple of months later. Did you add you, uh, are you a dog lover? Was it, an, was it an easy role for you to play as, as, the, as Christy Cummings, the dog trainer? Yeah, and you know what, though? Those, and this is a terrible thing to say, and I'm sure a lot of people, dog people get mad, but the people in the professional dog, uh, like dog show world, mm-hmm. don't necessarily love their dogs the way we do. <laughs> really? They're, they're their little stars, they're, they're pampered children, whereas our dogs are like these goofy things, these unconditional love machines. Their dogs, um, the love's conditional. <laughs> their, love, their dogs are kind of their product. It's, it's a really weird world. I know they probably love them and everything, but it's a little different than like the way uh, I and you know my friends, and I'm, I'm very involved in um, some rescue organizations, um, it's very. It's a very different world. I, that's <laughs> the dogs interesting. Dogs are treated very differently. Yeah, I've, I, I'm a I'm a dog owner myself. Two rescue dogs, and uh, that that's mm-hmm. interesting that they don't love the dogs the way we love our dogs. Because I yeah, would take a, a bullet for my dogs. It's they're they're like they're little pampered prince and princesses, and and um, the dogs show it. <laughs> and you can't touch their dogs. You're not allowed to like pet them because they're you know they're working. Um, like you say, oh, can I pet your dog? And you're supposed to ask him, and the answer is usually no. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Finishing up with Jane Lynch. She's at Atlanta Symphony Hall, Saturday, March 28th, 8 p.m. Uh, before I let you go, Harrison Ford was in the news, obviously, recently for that, that yeah. uh, plane crash, and thankfully he's okay. I'd forgotten that you were in The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. Talk about right. that for a second. Well, that was one of my first movies. I was in Chicago, and uh, I was living in Chicago doing Second City at the time, actually, and um uh, that movie came into town, and somehow, I, you know, I really don't even know how it happened, and I got offered that part. I didn't have to audition for it. And somebody uh, who, who was like an assistant to the director said, oh, I know the girl that can play this part. Um, and so uh, uh, the day I shot it, I was very nervous because I was shooting with um, uh, Harrison Ford. And um, he, Harrison was not happy with the uh, scene, the lines in the scene. And so he, he said, you come with me and we went into his trailer and we kind of worked it out and um we had a very good work session together and we figured it out and we kind of cut through what was the fat of the script and got to the point and we came out and did the scene and the one piece of advice he gave me we were doing my close-up and i hadn't worked on in you know i think it was like my first movie or my second movie and he said just a tip um he said when the camera is on you and your mouth is hanging open i don't care how smart you are you look dumb <laughs> he said your mouth is hanging open close your mouth you, you want to look smart <laughs> oh amazing jane i'm so thrilled to talk to you i'm even more thrilled that i'm going to see you at atlanta symphony hall yeah. saturday march 28th the cabaret show i will be front and center and i can't wait and thank you so much for joining us you bet and thanks for talking to me i appreciate it take care jane thank you so proud I didn't even bring up Glee in that whole interview. She had to be excited not to talk about Glee while doing the uh, press junket for that. All right, Jane Lynch there. We'll come back. 404-872-0750, wsb talk on Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Throwback Thursday, river dance music, courtesy of Buford. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is fortified with eight essential vitamins and minerals. Including niacin, by the way. Niacin is one of those uh, eight essential vitamins and minerals. Mark Aram back with you. That was Jane Lynch. Your favorite Jane Lynch role, Low T. Chuck. What what did she do that you really enjoyed the most? 
I can't get over this music. It's so annoying. <laughs> Turn the music down. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Sorry. I couldn't. I literally couldn't concentrate. That was so awful. Um, best in show, by far. Yeah. I liked her in Mighty Wind. Uh, you know what I just realized I didn't ask her about? Um, was a movie called Role Models. Did you oh, God. Role that? Models was fantastic. Yeah, it was a great good? movie. Oh, that she was, was, a, was she the principal, right? She was like the probation the officer. The probation officer. Kind of That's yeah. right. She was the probation was, uh, officer. The head of the, the agency. Yeah. yeah head yeah, of the yeah. Placism or whatever. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. But I had forgotten that she was in uh, The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. I had glad, no idea. Yeah. That was news to me. I, I guess I don't remember that. Uh, I'm glad I remember that. I've never that. seen Glee, so I didn't. Uh, apparently, she was in Two and a Half Men in a lot of episodes. I didn't really watch that show. Yeah, she was the therapist. Um, I think in the middle when Charlie Sheen was still on it, mm-hmm. she yeah she was their therapist. She she's, she's hilarious. Three Stooges, Julia, Julie and Julia. I never watched that. Uh, I don't remember. I saw that movie, but I don't remember her in it. Um, role models. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a funny movie in two thousand and eight. Um, she's had a pretty good career. Um, but I think it all started back in uh, Best in Show. In, Best in, in Show was great. I just remember watching that, and a friend of mine was like, "You got to watch this movie." And I said, "Okay," and, I, and he goes, "Just stick with it," uh, you know. And the weird parts in there, but she's the one that stuck out. Yeah, that, that's that a movie. really good. Movie. I love all those uh, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, Mighty Wind, the newer one that she referenced. I didn't bring it up because I couldn't even watch it. Like I got through ten minutes of it. Um, Which one is it? It was in 2000, and I guess it would be six. Um, it was it was a Christopher Guest movie, but it was really bad. I, a, I literally couldn't get through it. Yeah, they're not all. They're not for all. your consideration. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I, I just, had a friend. I had a friend that was a big fan. He said, "Don't." Yeah, I, I literally. I mean, I love all those movies, but maybe I'll sit down and watch it one day. But I got Played 20 minutes again in. On purpose, didn't you? Parker Posey, Eugene Levy. <laughs> I, that's what we need to do. We need to try to track down all the dudes from uh, and dudettes from Best in Show. Oh, and yeah. Mighty I would Wind. love that. That'd be fantastic. That'd be hilarious. I, I, I love that The gay movie. couple in Best in Show. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Eugene Levy was yeah, great. Yeah. He's a two left feet. <laughs> we, got, we have a lot in common. What's that? We both like soup. <laughs> we both like soup. We can talk or not talk for hours. <laughs> all right. Edgar's in for the ailing ale wine. When I say uh, thoughts and prayers to Airline, no one died. He just has a tummy ache. So thoughts and prayers. If you want to send uh, seven bucks to the station, we're going to get him a muffin basket. News, weather, traffic next. And then Gilbert Gottfried. This is the Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. The Mark Aram Show. Joining us now in studio, he's in Atlanta performing at the Improv. He is a comedic legend. 
you can you can be called a legend. Uh, right? Yeah, that means I'm going to be dead soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is Gilbert Godfrey. Welcome to Atlanta. Yeah. Well, when are you going to be on the improv stage? Tell me. Uh, tell me what's going on. Oh God, uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what time. <laughs> okay. I should know these things. But tonight. Tonight. <laughs> uh, and and tomorrow tonight one show. Tomorrow two shows. And then Saturday, another two shows. Excellent. All right. So tickets still available. Check it out. The great club, the improv. Uh, you familiar with Atlanta? You've performed here before, I'm assuming? Of of which? Oh, I, I never remember places. <laughs> I, I'm like one of those characters with amnesia in the movies. Understood. Yeah. And there are, pl- there are entire states and clubs I swear I've never been to. And then I go and I see I've signed that wall already. So I go, oh, okay. I, I, o- I, I often relate the, the life of a stand-up comedian to that of a minor league baseball player. You know, you're always on the road. You don't know, you know, am I playing in Nashville tonight? or you know? Except minor league baseball players get laid. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the difference. That is, that's a huge difference. Absolutely. being a minor Absolutely. League. So uh, Gilbert Gottfried in studio is at the Improv this week. Um how did you get your start in comedy? Tell me about that. I um, I was a, a stupid kid, <laughs> and I used to like watch TV all the time, uh. and I would start imitating people. I saw uh, actors and old movies and stuff. So somebody said, you know, there's some club in New York mm-hmm. that you could put your name down and uh, go up and perform. So I just put my name down. Went out, performed. I don't know if I did well or not, but I kept doing it after that. How, how old were you when that, when that 15. was? Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, yeah. Two years after your bar mitzvah, you, <laughs> you hit the comedy stage. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you had the bug early on. Oh, yeah. And, and you've had an amazing career, obviously. Uh, TV, movies, uh, and the stand-up. I think uh, perhaps the newer gener- generation of fans know you most from the celebrity roasts. Oh, oh yeah. That's tell tell us about that and how that has uh, has blossomed and 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 really blown up recently. These uh, Comedy Central roasts. Ah, uh, yeah. It's it's like they were always the roasts. The roasts have been around mm-hmm. for years, yeah. and they used to have those Dean Martin Dean roasts, roasts that yeah. were like kind of like. But those were all family friendly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, these not so much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Comedy Central roast blew up, and I've roasted. I've lost track. I mean, uh, uh, Roseanne Barr, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, David Hasselhoff, Joan Rivers, <laughs> uh, Bob Saget. Yeah, they, those those have been great. Oh, and Donald Trump too. Yeah, we you know we do. Uh, there was a charity in Atlanta, and I forget the name of it now. It, it had something it was like the Safe Driving Charity, and they they started doing roasts as well. And they would call me to be one of the roasters, and um, that that's a kind of a tough thing to do, uh, especially if you're roasting someone you don't really know that well. Oh yeah, to try to like you know I'm roasting the. Uh, the Secretary of State of Georgia, like what? What you know? Like that's tough well, to do that, is to write stuff like that on those TV roasts. Mm-hmm. That what? That's what always got me. It's like they'd be like roasting Orson Welles, <laughs> and <laughs> they they'd have some kid from a sitcom roasting yeah. him, and you go, "What is the connection between these two? I would always imagine it's it's got to be tough. Let's let's say the uh, Hasselhoff or whatever. Yeah. 
yeah. so you you know you're going to roast them. There's like six, seven other comedians that are going to be roasting them. How nervous are you that um, your jokes will be too similar to everyone else's jokes? Oh, that that's a problem that you'll see a lot of roasters mm-hmm. on the panel, like you know, uh, taking out a piece of paper and crossing stuff out. <laughs> I bet, yeah, yeah, because after a while, it's the same stuff. So is it important? Would you prefer to go first at the beginning of a roast or toward the oh, end of a roast? <laughs> See, I if it was up to me, I'd go first because that gets the pressure out yeah. of the way. Get all the fresh stuff out of the uh, way. Yeah, but uh, I they usually have me on last, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a weird thing. Well, you're batting cleanup, not to go back to a baseball uh, yeah. reference <laughs> and not getting laid, but you're batting cleanup. <laughs> um, so they have confidence in you to be like, all right, even if all the obvious jokes are gone. Gilbert's going to come up with some funny stuff on the fly. Yeah, I I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Gilbert Gottfried in studio. He's at the Improv. Uh, Tickets are available. How can we buy tickets to see Gilbert? Um, You can go through our website, um, AtlantaImprov.com. AtlantaImprov.com. All right. And tickets, uh, there's shows tonight. Tonight, the doors open at uh, 645. Okay. And then... Friday and Saturday shows. Um, same time. Excellent. Uh-huh. And the you know, second show is at ten fifteen. Excellent. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried in studio. He's in Atlanta at the Improv. Um, let's let's. I'm assuming one day you're going to get roasted. Oh right. yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Pick pick the people you want to roast. Well, you. let's see. Emmanuel Lewis, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Lives in Atlanta, so that we can make that happen. He does. Yeah, he's at the Hawks games all the time. Oh, my God. He's like a local celebrity here. Th- this is too weird. That's the name I came up with. <laughs> and he might, so, maybe we can get him to the show tonight to see you. That so he good. lives in Atlanta? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow, I'm yeah. going to have to meet him. <laughs> I will hook that up for yeah, you, Gilbert. I can, uh, can make the connection. <laughs> you know, but you think as hot as his career's going, yeah. he'd be in It's LA. funny. The poor guy. Uh, we're talking about Webster, by the way. If, if, if anyone here <laughs> is under the age of 30 listening to the show, he played Webster. And bless his heart, um, he has not grown up. He has grown out. He he's he's was like the uh, poor man's uh, Gary uh, Coleman. Gary Coleman. Yes. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rest in peace, <laughs> and I heard the problem that both of them had. Mm-hmm. Both had some disorder. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gary Coleman had kidney disorder, mm-hmm. and it it stunted his growth and. Whatever uh, Emmanuel Lewis has. And so they'd be doing these series, and they'd be like, you know, <laughs> 45 or something. But they'd look like kids. Yeah. And and so they'd be like middle-aged men. <laughs> and other people would go, you know, hey there, Emmanuel. Hey, and they'd pick him up exactly. and throw him on their shoulder. That still happens at the Hawks game. <laughs> that still happens. Al Horford picks him up all the time. Oh, man. Uh, Gilbert, thank you so much for coming in. Oh. I, I look forward to seeing you at the Improv. Uh, if folks want to connect you, are you, are you social media active? What do you do uh, on this? Yes. Flem.net is the website. Okay. Let me see. There's, oh, Gilbert. My voice is shot to hell. Gilbertgodfrey.com. Okay. And you can also hear my my podcast on gilbertgodfrey.com uh my podcast is gilbert gottfried's amazing colossal podcast okay and uh my twitter is at real gilbert 
at Real Gilbert. All right, I'm going to follow you right now just to make uh, Jeffrey Ross jealous. <laughs> My buddy, I'm a, uh, Jeff's been on the show before. He's, oh, he's yeah. a uh, hilarious guy, so I'm going to tweet at both of you. All right, excellent. Tickets available on the Improv website. Um, Atlanta Improv. Atlanta Improv.com. Not the amazing colossal improv.com. No. <laughs> um, fantastic, dude. Thank you so much. Enjoy your shows in Atlanta. I'll, I'll definitely check you out this weekend. Thank you. There he was, Gilbert Gottfried uh, in Atlanta. Interesting dude. I interviewed him this morning, obviously. He was on the stage tonight at 645. Um, but uh, like off mic, normal guy. He's like, oh, hey, how you doing? What's going on? That's definitely a persona. His, the voice and everything? Yeah, that's a character. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've always, I've often wondered if it was, if he was like, because that'd be hard to. Yeah, well, I think listen. that's why his voice was so jacked up there at the end. Because <laughs> he can't, he can only do it for so long. <clears throat> exactly. I was like, he, he comes in. I'm like, you want something to drink? He's like, how about some hot tea? You know, just like normal dude. Like, yeah. Hot tea, lemon? Can I do that? I was like, yeah, all right. Um, but that that was pretty cool. All right, four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk, Johnny Kilbasa and the Fast Food Review. Right now. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight unknown, Johnny Cabasa and the ever so popular Fast Food Review, Jane Lynch, Gilbert Godfrey, uh, just the warm-up acts to the main dish that is Johnny Cabasa. How you doing, brother? I am covered with cheese, and I am to please. I'm wrapped in bacon, and I'm here for the taking. And how about Jane Lynch? And Gilbert Gottfried, warming it up for Johnny K. <laughs> Johnny K, the main act on the on the main stage. Johnny K. <laughs> I'm happy to acknowledge everybody who helped us out tonight. And here's a short but great show for everybody. Listen, Mark. Yes, sir. Don't, guys, don't need, you're overstimulated already, and I don't need to make you think any more than I'm making you think already. But listen, <laughs> the Earth is about 4.54 million years old, right? Give or take. Give or take 500 million years. So that means spring has sprung forth from the Earth about <laughs> 4 billion 500 million years. Times. And every year about this time, fish sandwich season is in full swing, everybody. So I thought I'd give y'all a fast food roundup so you can go get your fish tomorrow because Easter is a long way away. It's not next Sunday, which I think everybody thinks it's next no, Sunday. not next Sunday. It's like three Sundays three away. Sundays. We're not even close yeah. to Easter. So you're going to be eating fish for a long time, Atlanta. All right, so give us the fast food rundown of uh, fish sandwich selections. Top to bottom, Arby's got your classic fish sandwich. Boston Market's got some baked cod. Burger King. Whoa, 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 hold on. Boston Market sure. has baked cod? Yeah, that's, uh, they say it's wild-caught Pacific baked or whatever with their usual Parmesan garlic crumbs. Is that Sorry on a sandwich, that. or is that just a dish? No, yeah, they're scooping it out. It's a, without, a, without a bun with, with the uh, green beans. and. Wow, that's a game-changer. I might do that tomorrow, because I love okay. Boston Market sides. I'm yeah, a, every, they've got good, fast as far as fast food macaroni and cheese goes, yeah. it's pretty good. Absolutely. And to be to be fair, Buford tipped me off to the KFC mac and cheese years ago. Oh yeah, I never thought to try it. I was a coleslaw mashed potatoes guy. Buford's like, get the freaking mac and cheese at KFC. It's delicious. It is really good. So kudos to it Buford is. there. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Arby's, Boston Market. Where else are we getting fish? No problem. Buford eats that by the gallon. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hardy's charbord, no, no charbord fish like last year, but they've got this red hook beer battered fish. Oh, okay, all right. Over by Hardy's, Chick Fil A got the cod sandwich, Church's chicken, butterfly shrimp, and a biscuit for like five bucks too. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah. if you're on the south side, at, ch- <laughs> at churches. <laughs> McDonald's, obviously, <laughs> nothing needs to be said about the fish fillet sandwich from McDonald's. Panda Express? You want Panda Express, honey walnut shrimp? Panda Express, uh, the only time I ever had it is when Buford brought it into the station for me once. Again, shout out yeah. to Buford. Popeye's is a dark horse as far as MVP candidates go for fish sandwich season. They've got the Mardi Gras selection, and that's got Cajun fish, popcorn shrimp, butterfly shrimp. Ooh, wow, all right. Yeah. Popeye's. Um, so th- I'm putting that in the, the top of my bracket. They're Chick- like a six seed, and I think they're going to make it all the way to the finals. So Chick-fil-A has a, a fish sandwich now? I did not know that. It's for a limited time only. I'm, I'll check that out tomorrow. I didn't even. I haven't been to Chick-fil-A in so long since I stopped eating meat. Um, they, yeah, they might not have it at every one. It's I'll check it out. Location, but yeah, yeah. You can find it and if you're and if you're on the south side, churches. <laughs> yes, indicator worth greater. Boston Market has cod. I love yeah. it. All right, I've, I'm, I got. I know where I'm eating for the next three weeks. Thanks to you, Johnny K. Yeah, and even Steak and Shake's getting in on the mix. They've got a, a limited time fish sandwich with fries and a fish plate. If you're in there, if you're on your way home from the famous pub about three a.m., stop at the Steak and Shake and get a fish plate. <laughs> I don't think you would want to, but who knows? It's on the menu. I actually got fish sandwich from um, Crystal the other day. I got two Crystal fish sandwiches. They were good. There's no cheese on them though. You gotta you gotta add cheese. Yeah. Um, they they don't come with it. But for you know, you might cringe when you think, uh, oh, crystal fish sandwich. But it's actually pretty good. That about rounds it up, Mark. Happy fish sandwich season, everybody. All right, Johnny K. Appreciate you as always. And if the cholesterol's high, baby, so am I. Follow me on Twitter, Johnny Kilboss. At Johnny Kilboss. Appreciate you, bruh. All right, I got uh, some tickets to give away. Open up those phone lines there, low tizzle. Home show tickets. Who wants to go to the effing home show? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. One segment to go. This is Throwback Thursday on the Mark Aram Show. All right, welcome back to the show. Final segment real quick. Big T, are you calling for uh, home show tickets? Yeah, man. All right, you got a four-pack of uh, VIP tickets to the 37th annual Atlanta Spring Home Show, March 20th through the 22nd at the Cobb Galleria Center. Hang on the line. Welks, brother, hang on the line. Uh, Chuck's going to get your info. Uh, Terrell, do you want tickets as well? Absolutely, yes, sir. All right, Terrell as well. You'll get a four-pack of VIP tickets to the 37th annual Atlanta Spring Home Show, March 20th through the 22nd at the Cobb Galleria Center. You hold on as well for Low Chi Chuck, all right, brother? Thank you, my friend. All yes, right. sir. Uh, so that's it. Thanks to Jane Lynch, Gilbert Godfrey, Johnny Kilbasa, Trip West taking over on the other side of the takeout window. Buford, great job this week. Thoughts and prayers to Alewine's uh, tummy ache. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. 
the 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.